It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat... Another feel-good story. Drew Maj was drafted in 2010 in the 15th round by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And after toiling for 13 years in the minor leagues, got the call. Derek Shelton brought him up to the Pittsburgh Pirates. 13 years down in the minor leagues. He finally makes it to the big leagues. React. Pretty awesome. I watched the bat. He ended up striking out. Um, but uh, that's that's it's so cool for me to see something like that. I came up. There was a teammate of mine in AAA. His name was Richie Amaral, and he played in the minor leagues for ten years. And he was a really good player. Had you know in the PCL, he had every year he was hitting 300, 315. He finally got the call, and I think he was about thirty-one years old. He ends up getting five years in the big leagues, making some money. And when people always, because people like to say, oh, the athletes, they're, you know, they're, they're overpaid and this and that. People, sometimes you, you don't understand what people give up. I mean, look at this, this guy, he's 33 years old. He's been riding buses for 13 years and he finally gets his opportunity in the big leagues. That's what it's all about. Those are really cool stories because it doesn't happen. Usually in the minor league, you have an expiration date and you get to a certain time and you're labeled. You could be labeled a a, a, career minor leaguer, a a career minor leaguer, a, 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 an organizational guy, which means, Hey, we love to have this guy around. He's a pros pro. He can help the young prospects. Uh, But that doesn't pay that well. You know, what pays well is getting to the big leagues. So not many people are willing to to use that organizational role and continue to play. They've got to get on with their life. You know, they might want to finish their education. They got to figure out how they're going to support a family. So most most guys can't hang around till they're 30 and play baseball when there's no when there's no light at the end of the tunnel and light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, big leagues to see him get his first A B after all that time. uh, I could imagine kids 
Because imagine what it took for him to 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 be in the minor leagues, not get called. Thirteen years, all his buddies, his family. Hey, you, you gonna you gonna keep doing this? What what are we gonna move on with life? Uh, pretty cool moment. Do you remember your first AB? I do. It's on video. I watched it the other day. Uh, it was in Baltimore. John Miller with the call. Yeah, on video. What are you? What are we in the eighteen hundreds? Of course, it's on video, Rich. Uh, I, I do back remember. In the, it's back in the black and white film. I do remember it. It was uh, Arthur Rhodes, yeah. Camden Yards, who was my first minor league at bat. Arthur Rhodes, Peninsula Pilots, War really? Memorial Field. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Arthur was my first minor league at bat, and he was my first major league at bat. Same result. No, I had a triple my first minor league at bat. I had a base hit and an RBI my first big league at bat. Were you pinch and hitting? Then, and then Arthur and myself were were uh, teammates years later. No, no. You started? Started. Arthur was uh, a starter at that time. Okay. He wasn't a reliever. He was a starter for the Orioles. What do you remember most about that? How? How? I mean, I, I watched Maji. I watched Maji get in the box. And and you could tell <laughs> there was a moment. Um, he got in there. The ovation was tremendous. The support I think he's got around baseball was tremendous. Um, he did get he did get a pitch clock violation, so they threw an extra strike at him. And right. at one point, uh, Jeff Nelson was the umpire, actually stepped away just to give him a chance to catch his breath. Um, I'll never know. Most of our listeners will never know. That moment I, that you walk, that they call your name now batting, Brett Boone. Well, I, I get called up the night before, and I didn't sleep much. I was getting packed. Uh, I wasn't sleeping. I made all my phone calls. I packed my bags. Uh, I was playing. Dad, I remember, mom, right? Yeah, I remember playing solitaire all night, getting on the plane, and just that nervous energy. Like, I wasn't going to sleep. I got to the ballpark. Uh, had a bunch of press because it was the third generation right. thing. I did my press. I went out. I hit batting practice. I came back in. This is when you took infield. I took infield. And I was kind of in a fog. And I just remember, I, I I think I was hitting second that night. No, I was hitting seventh. I hit behind Buner. And I just remember going out there in my first bat. And it's like, I remember Arthur Rhodes, my first minor league at bat. It was a couple years earlier. I remember this guy. He's got a really good heater. And so I went up there. And and, and actually, I was relieved that my first at bat was going to be against a lefty. Okay. Because, you know, as a righty, you can see that, see the lefty a little bit better. So I was a little bit relieved, like, oh, all right, just don't embarrass yourself. You told everybody on the plane that you were going to hit something hard somewhere. So you better come through. And I got to a good count and hit a bullet up the middle. And and uh, here's the funny part. I get to first base. I forget who's playing first base. Anyway, I round the, no, no. I, I round the bag. I come back. And the gentleman playing first looks at me and goes, well, kid, and they're throwing in my first. That's my first hit. They throw in the ball. And he says, kid, he said, you got 2,999 to go. And I remember looking at him saying, uh, thank you, sir. Almost said it like that. But in my brain going, he doesn't know. I'm going to get so many more hits than that. He has no idea. And that talk about being naive. <laughs> That's what I was thinking back then. Month and a half later, I'm hitting 198, sitting in my locker just going, the big leagues is really hard, man. The big leagues is really hard. But I do remember that first night. What's Okay, so you brought it up for Drew Maggi, for a young Brett Boone, what's the what's the big difference between the two? I think everybody's seen the movie The Natural. Um, 
where uh, the 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 ex science teacher Jim Morris toils through the minor leagues, gets called up in that moment that he walks into Texas, and you look and everything's bigger, everything's brighter. What is what's the biggest thing that shocks you when you go to a big league clubhouse for the first time? Well, it's not necessarily the clubhouse. It's the the field is different. And especially back then, there was a big discrepancy between a minor league field and a big league field, surface-wise. Right. But also, it's just the field is in the big leagues. In the minor leagues, seems like everything's on top of you. You know, all the bleachers are as close to the field as they can be, and you feel like someone's on top. In the big leagues, it feels like you're out in a huge open space. It's different. And it takes a little bit of getting used to. It's not uh, even for me, you know, and they back then it was like, well, you grew up in the game and this and that. Yeah, I grew up in the game as a little kid being a pain in the ass. I didn't grow up when this was my job. I, I, I didn't I haven't been around the game where this is my job. I'm like everybody else as a rookie right now. I, I've, you know, this is tough for me as well. So that was the big thing I noticed was uh, just a it's a bigger op, much more open space than the minor leagues and and the decks being stacked three high versus one uh added a little bit of different dimension to it too but everybody's got to make that adjustment and and the ones that end up having careers at this game they do it it's a good feel good story i mean that that's something i think it's kind of cool the way the baseball community internally in the game responded to this guy who toiled for 13 years and finally made it I think he, I think he, had, it was a pin. He was pinch hitting for McCutcheon. So he was pinch hitting I, I think, for McCutcheon. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. McCutcheon. It is first. A, it is it is first swing. I mean, he was just out in front of it, just by hit, just hit, a, hit just a foul, half yeah. second. Yeah. If he could have gotten Will Clark first home first at bat home run, that would yep. have been uh, that would have been Hollywood. Um, but it's one of the few. It's one of the the feel good stories we have going on in baseball right now. Hey, let, let's throw out a couple other feel good stories in baseball right now. Um, how about the Pitts? You know, so let's stay with Pittsburgh. How about the Pittsburgh Pirates and my man Derek Shelton? Pretty awesome. Uh, love the fact that that we're discussing the Pittsburgh Pirates. It seems like right. it's so long. Uh, Pittsburgh's a great city and a baseball city. And I remember once again, we'll go back to the childhood, the big bag buckos, uh, Dave we Parker. Are Dave Parker, Willie Stargell, Omar Moreno with that huge afro in center field. Tim Foley at short. Yep. Uh, those are those are great memories. Madlock, Cobra to Colby. Madlock. Oh, Kent to Colby. Uh, Bruce Keeson. Yep. We had, I'm trying to think. Stargell, uh, Cobra. Um, oh, the who, catcher was. Burt, Burt Blylevin was Burt there. Blylevin. I forgot the Blylevin was there. Yeah. Man, Manny Sanguian. Man, I mean, these are weird. awesome times. No, getting past all that, I think it's great for the game of baseball. I wrote down a few. I, I think the Cubs winning is a great is a great story for Major League Baseball. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are in it in the, in that tough division in the American League uh, American League East. The Texas Rangers with Bruce Bochy uh, coming out of retirement. You haven't heard about Texas. All you hear in that in that division is about the Houston Astros and the run they've been on. Texas is leading that division. Back to the Pirates. Uh, also, uh, Brian Reynolds signed to a one, two, three, four, nine-digit contract. When's the last time you heard a Pirate signing for $100 million? Right. That's cool stuff. I think it's great for the game to have all these all these uh, familiar, uh, unfamiliar teams at the top. Being at the top right now, who knows how long it'll last. 
but but nice. I think it, I think it's for the good for the game to to have them back in the mix. When's the last time the Orioles have been anywhere near contention? They're playing good. They've got some young players. Uh, They're fun to watch. Players. Last year they 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 showed you what the future is going to look like. This year, so far, so good. We'll see. It's going to be tough to win in that division, though. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Um, I did want to bring something up. Uh, I, went, I got a chance to see Otani play in person in Trout. And I got to tell you, as much as you, I will accuse you of having a man crush on, on, on Otani, mm-hmm. it's even more palatable when you're there in the stadium and the buzz and the excitement that he generates. And like you said, you know, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, I'm cheap, but I would give my last dollar to see those two play. That's how exciting it was being in Anaheim, watching Shohei Otani and, and just the buzz that he generated. I went in cause I wanted to get a Bob Boone hat uh, before, before the game. So we went in and bought a couple caps in the team store during the day, and there's all these fans in there clamoring to find Otani gear, uh, Mike Trout gear. I mean, give me a one-two punch as powerful as Trout and Otani that we've seen in a long time. That's about as good as it gets. I, I think yeah. you. I think you've got to go back to maybe the Bash brothers in in Oakland when McGuire and and Kinsaka were. They were the talk of the town. It was Oakland's coming to town. The Bash brothers are coming to town. I think now. Uh, when wherever the angels travel to it's the otani trout you know trout being for the last better part of the last decade it, it's kind of been unanimous in the in the circles of sports that that mike trout's the best player in baseball now he's got a little competition and and it's really not fair because trout can't pitch <laughs> right but what you know, you're right. I, I'm not. I talk about Otani enough already. I'm not going to fanboy too much. But to to see what I'm seeing, if you'd have told me five years ago, Otani's going to be doing what he's, I'd say you're crazy. It's impossible. You can't do that at the highest level. You can't play quarterback and defensive and and be a defensive lineman in the same game. And not only do that, but you need to be all pro at both. That's what Otani's doing. He's not hitting eighth playing five days a week and, and in that four four or five spot in the pitching rotation, he's a number one starter. Right. And he's right there in the middle of your lineup. And by the way, right there at the end of the year, he's going to be one of the top guys in, in the home run and RBI category. Remarkable what we're seeing. And by the way, he'll mix in stealing a bag too. Uh, they were talking about today. I was watching Otani today. He's pitching today. And they were talking about uh, Nevin thinking about when he pitches he's got to hit him either first or second because he wants to give him a breather if he's right. hitting third and he makes an out in the first inning he's got to go pitch so you're, you're starting to determine you know make determinations of the of the starting lineup because how much rest you can give your three-hole hitter before he's got to take the mound pretty awesome and and phil nevin has to make that decision that no other manager has to think about 
Yeah, but I, I know Phil, and I think what you do in that situation is it's it's a group type right. thing. I'm sure I'm sure he's feeling out and, and talking with Shohei all the time, finding out, hey, what are you comfortable with? I want to put you in the best position I can put you in to succeed on a daily basis. Help me as much as you can so I can do that. When you're that special of a player, it's like, what can I do? Uh, do you want to pitch every fifth day, every sixth day? Uh, where do you like hitting in the lineup? What can I do to make to put us in position to succeed? So I'm sure there's a lot of feedback coming there. So so it's not like Phil's just making blind decisions. I mean, he's got feedback, and, and I'm sure it's going down the chain on how we how we get the maximum benefit out of out of this guy and what he's doing because it's so special. Help me out here. I, I got a chance to see what Otani was like in, in for one game in, in person, sitting in the stands like a fan. Now, I was in, in, in Tampa Bay. We had uh, Hideo Nomo towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to see what it was like around Nomo on a daily basis. We had Akinori Iwamura, who wasn't the superstar like Nomo or, 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 or Otani, but I still got to see what it was like for him with the Japanese fans and press. And then I saw Otani, and it was just completely different. So I wanted to ask you, uh, you were around uh, Ichiro, and you saw what Ichiro Mania was like. Share with us what it was like when Ichiro burst onto the scene and just the international attention the Mariners had. Yeah, and and it was different circumstances. Ichiro was the first position player ever in the big leagues. And not only that, he was their biggest superstar at the time in Japan, maybe the biggest superstar since Sadahara. Oh yeah. And he came up. So the fanfare was unbelievable. Uh, And I'm talking about 40 deep every day reporters spring from, from day one of spring training through the end of his first season. It seemed like anywhere, everywhere we go, there were 40 cameras on the line watching him do his warm up sprints. Um, Different circumstances. I, I got a chance to face Hideo when he first came over. Uh, great competitor. Uh, kind of, he was the first guy. Ichiro, first position player. A lot of fanfare. Superstar player in Japan. Otani, different. Otani, not so much the fanfare that has anything to do with being Japanese or from Japan. Getting the fanfare because he's doing something nobody's ever done before. You know, the first Japanese players come over here and succeeded. The first pitcher, the first position player. There's been a lot of Japanese players. Some great Japanese players come over here now. We've seen Hideki Matsui. We've seen Tinjo. We've seen a lot of guys come over. Right, but it's not about about that anymore. It's about, no, yeah, he happens to be Japanese, but he's doing something we've never seen before. And and he's probably the best player in baseball as we speak. Pretty, pretty, I don't know. I love it. All right, I'll stop fanning on him. I love it because no, I, I, I love the it's smile. It's spectacular being around it. I love the smile on his face because you yeah. can tell he's a good guy, but you can tell he knows he's doing something special. And it's just the look he gives that second baseman when he steals second. Right. Like he's very kind. He's very respectful. But at the same time, that second baseman's probably looking at him like, what are you? You're stealing he's bases huge. too. 
and and he's kind of looking at him like, yep, I'm stealing bases too. I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, I realize how special this is. I think it's I think it's an unbelievable story. All right, I'm stop. I'm I'm not being. I, I I'm I done think, fanning. I'm done fanning, Rich. I think we need to have. I think we need to get Bo Jackson to the program. Yeah, Bo. Because we'll Bo see. Bo we'll does see. everything, and now Otani. So I, right, hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I, I work I, in marketing. I work in sports that. marketing. I Somebody sent Bo needs a text. to do Otani knows. I sent Bo a text. He said he will do it. But, oh, really? Uh, I told him I had to get back to him, and I, I'm I'm, I'm going to give him about a month. I'm going to okay. call him back. I'd love to have Bo on. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I did almost buy a Bob Boom jersey. Why didn't you get one? They didn't well, have my size. Unless you're a tight ass. No, because last week you called me a fat ass, and I couldn't find a jersey that fit. Fat ass. Now you're a tight ass. <laughs> there you go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.